Hello, Salon Sleuth fans. My name is Melissa and my co-host is Leslie. We decided we wanted to share our salon stories. We both have an interest in crime stories and a fascination with the psychic world. So settle in each week as we share another story with you. Who knows, you might even learn something. So I have a question for you. Um, my daughter was just asking me, what are you listening to? And I said, oh, well, Melissa had a past life regression and I'm just listening to the session. And she's like, yeah, but what is that? I'm like, well, a past life. And it was just what she saw. And but she was like, yeah, but what does that mean? Like, can you explain mm -hmm. that in a really simple term um, for people who have no idea, who probably don't think about this sort of thing. What is a past life regression? So what a past life regression is and what it means is that you're taking a look at um, a lifetime before this one and you're going, going back in time and you're typically looking for the most salient or significant events from that particular lifetime to understand what were the challenges or lessons that you were trying to learn then or you struggled with then and what are those challenges and lessons that you've come back in this lifetime to master? So it's kind of like um, you can see Earth as like an Earth school, right? We, we come here, we incarnate, we take on a human incarnation in order to have an experience and learn things. Um, I don't watch Westworld, but my understanding of the show Westworld is that people go and live out their wildest fantasies in a virtual way. Well, in some respects, incarnations are coming to earth to learn spiritual lessons and to, to live out those experiences, um, but it's only a part of who we are that's having these experiences that our bigger soul is still kind of, um, you know, at one with the universe, but the individualized part of ourselves is coming here to, um, to have these lessons and to learn. And so a regression takes you back. Uh, to look at a particular lifetime. And sometimes you'll see themes that, that show up and several lifetimes will show up. Um, but it's it's to get a sense of uh, what happened, what were the lessons that you needed to learn and um, where are you needing to still learn those lessons in this lifetime or apply those lessons in this lifetime. So Davina, um, if you were explaining, because you have two step kids, right? Yes. If you were explaining, I don't know what ages they are. Are they young? 15 and 8. Okay, so if you were explaining to the 8-year-old what a past life regression is, what would you say? Um, it's hypnosis where we, we just take you back to your memories from the lifetime before this one or another lifetime before this one. Yeah, there you go. That's a, that's very simple for, for your daughter, Leslie. I assume it's the young Yeah, and I think with her, she also is like struggling with the idea of having multiple lives. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? You mean what? Like, so you, more than say, you know, when you were, when you were here before and you had different mommies and daddies. Right. Exactly. I mean, she's much older than that, but, um, I think. How old is she? She's 15 and she knows that I dabble and, and have an interest in this sort of thing. So I was kind of confused with her question because it's so, um, normal for me. Yeah, but then I then I had to rethink about this, and that's why I thought, oh, I'm going to ask you a very simple way of how to explain that to people who haven't actually thought about this. Yeah, and what that might mean. And you know, I joined some, um, you know, reincarnation groups on Facebook, and a lot of them are struggling with um, very like earthbound problems, and um, they're like, well, do I have to deal with this in another path in my next life, and this and that? And I'm I'm like to me, after listening to your session, our, our, um, goals here are much different than what, you know, our earthly bodies are experiencing where it's more of a bigger picture. Would you agree with something like that? Or did that make sense at all? Yeah, it does. Um, and the only thing I would be cautious about is because rape came up in that past life regression yeah. that we don't want it to be presented like, you know, um, Melissa had to be raped um, for this, like, like rape is a good thing. Um, it can be rape is a thing that happens that is negative, but we can find something positive, something positive can come from it. Right. That was just an event that has to do with the big picture. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, let's, let's, um, cause this was a great little thing. Let's go back. And first I want Davina to talk about herself. I've done a little intro for you, um, that Leslie already has, but I'm going to kind of go through it again and, and then you can take it from there. I want you to kind of talk about yourself because I actually want to talk about that. that yeah. While that was, um, like, oh my gosh, profound. It, it actually, as I have reflected on it, not as as profound as I would have thought that would have been. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so let me just go through kind of your little your little blurb. I was teasing her because I'm like, you have a Wikipedia page, and I do not have a Wikipedia page. And <laughs> but, um, you first of all, pronounce your last name again for me. Katolsky, like a cat with a tall ski. That's actually very easy. Yeah. Um, you're an award-winning author, psychologist, life coach, and speaker. You have a thriving therapy therapy practice in Los Angeles, and you have an award-winning book that is called It's Never Too Late to Be Yourself, Follow Your Inner Compass and Take Back Your Life, which right there, I think I could spend an hour talking to you about that because I think um, as I have grown, I have found that I have better relationships and want to be around people who are more authentic. Yeah. And I have sometimes found that the people that aren't being authentic with me, I thought it was about me. And I've really learned it's about them. Yes, absolutely. And as I raise my two children, I tell them quite often that look for people who you can have authentic connections with. Um, And it's not to say that you turn away from those people who can't be authentic. But usually in my never to be humble years, um, there's a reason that they can't be authentic with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I really like the name of that. And I think we could, I, I need to actually pick that up and read it. But um, you're also, you've done a lot of great, wonderful things as a leader in the LGBT equality movement. And um, you do wonderful work with that community as well. Not not just that community, but as well with that community, community specializing in helping clients relieve self-doubt, transitions, mental blocks, grief, loss coming out and gender reassignment, which I think is a huge market that um, is sometimes misunderstood. Leslie and I have also in other um, episodes of our podcast actually talked about that before I even got to talk to you about how past life could be tied into transgender, um, some confusion about the sex that you feel in your body and how that all kind of comes apart. But I'd love you to talk about, um, kind of start off talking about anything that I left out or that you want to say about yourself. And then also you are a firsthand um, example of somebody who remembers that you had a past life and you did that very early on. So I kind of want you to touch on that stuff before we go into like what happened in my session and that whole rape thing and kind of how it felt afterwards and all that. Well, I just want to say thank you, Melissa and Leslie, for having me on your, you know, your podcast on your show. Um, It's an honor to be here. And um, I like what you're into and what you're investigating and the the dialogues that you're having. Um, The more we can have these kinds of dialogues and open up to these topics that, you know, in in other of our lifetimes, we would have been burned at the stake for. This is great. It's so important to share this, this spiritual wisdom and knowledge and you know, psychic wisdom, past life regressions, all of that. Um, I feel very blessed, very lucky um, that my path just, I just keep following the flow of where I'm needed and uh, turning into my own authenticity and listening deeply so that I'm in the right place at the right time. Um, I grew up in Oregon, came out in the 80s um, when, you know, I was the the only lesbian at my high school. I was um, the only known lesbian at your high school. What's that? Probably the only known. Oh, the only known one. That's right. The only out one. Thank you. <laughs> yes, there were other lesbians for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, small small town in Oregon, and you know, I I received death threats from the jocks. They tried to run me over with their pickup trucks. It was not. Uh, an easy uh, childhood, uh, you know, it was, it was the, the, the real intense bullying, not just, you know, we don't like you or name calling. It was, you know, violence and, and a hate crime proportion. And it was, it was tough. It was, it was scary. Um, but I knew back then that uh, being out and loving myself 
um, was far more important than being closeted and feeling the shame of denying who I was. Mm -hmm. And so um, that put me on a, a, a path of, you know, again, just listening to my truth and being of service and, you know, working to be of service and help others and working to change unfair laws. So, and that led me into psychology and activism and and many other things. And I always got my support from my spirituality. Wasn't any particular religion, but it was knowing that there is a, a source uh, higher than us, a power greater than us that is absolutely rooting for us, that we do live in a friendly universe, and that despite the challenges that we we are faced with, um, you know, our our God or creator or universe or whatever name you want to call it, the force, if you're a Star Wars fan, that there is something that really truly is rooting for you. And if you can tap into that love and love yourself, um, you're, you're going to have a, a good life, even as we face challenges. And challenges are, you know, as we as we talk about some of the past life stuff, there are opportunities for us to love ourselves even more. There are opportunities to break our hearts open, to become more compassionate for ourselves and others, and to be more community and to see our oneness. So I really, even though I'm not, a, it's not easy to go through challenges, um, even in our darkest moments, those are opportunities for us to really become one and 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 love each other and ourselves more so grateful for those challenges especially even this one right now that we're having during the COVID-19 pandemic there are opportunities here to be more loving so that being said you mentioned some of the work I do I write I write books I write um, novels I wrote some books on marriage equality I work with people in coaching spiritual counseling and uh, traditional psychotherapy I'm a, a clinical psychologist um, and uh, I got into past life regression because I realized it was another way that some people would come into my office and they would end up stuck in the same patterns with people over and over and over again, or and they couldn't get out of them. They didn't understand why, or they would be going along and then they would meet somebody and it was like they'd known that person all of their lives and they didn't understand all of a sudden, how does this person fit into my life? Why do I have these feelings? And, um, and so, um, I just decided that it made sense that, that people would get stuck with things. And I knew that there was something else on a deeper level that we needed to access to help them understand the dynamic or fear or phobia or situation that was blocking them and holding them back. And past life regression was another tool to help them understand the deeper spiritual lessons and move forward. It's kind of like when you see that you've had another past life, it allows you to have a bigger perspective. You know, it's like when we're in it, when we're in all the details, we're kind of in mouse view. But if we can step back and have a wider perspective and we're in like eagle view and we can see the, the landscape, the bigger landscape, the bigger picture, we understand more what's happening on this, you know, human incarnation on this journey. And so I think, you know, one of the things you touched on was that you were out um, fairly early, but you also told me on the phone earlier is that at about by eight years old, you knew you had had a past life. Yes. Um, were you also that clear about your sexuality at that young of age? Not that we're talking about that, but just like, were you just completely like crystal clear about who you were at that young age? It's very interesting. The past life regression, um, I mean, sorry, the past life knowledge was uh, just, I just knew it. Um, my sexual orientation was confusing and it happened when I was uh, like 13 and I, I didn't expect it. It was kind of when I went through puberty, that's when I became aware of, um, of my feelings for girls at the time. I liked other girls or whatever. Yeah. I was always a tomboy. That's for sure. Um, but uh, it wasn't until puberty that I became aware of um, being gay. Um, but with the past life stuff, I just always knew it. And, um, and I remember starting to write about it and writing out everything I could remember. Probably when I was 10, I started writing about it. And then um, later when I had a typewriter, maybe at 14 or 15, I started to write about it more. But yeah, I told my mom, I told my best friend at the time, that um, my name was Stacy. Um, I was biracial. I lived in uh, the projects in Chicago, and um, um, 
you know, and I was uh, murdered at 15. Um, and so you have to know, I grew up in rural Oregon. So yeah. the fact that I had like memories of living in um, a very urban gang infested area yeah. um, and was always drawn to that. My favorite book at 13 was a book called Manchild in the Promised Land by Claude Brown, which is um, about a kid in Harlem. Um, and it is a it is a man writing his autobiography about um, being shot when he was 13. He skipped the first day of school when he was uh, first grade. Um, he had tried heroin and cocaine as a boy. I mean, it's a very gritty autobiography about an inner city uh, kid. So I was already attracted to that stuff because it was familiar to me. And, and, and actually this, this is, I'm sharing this with you. This is more than I've shared with anybody about, except for my immediate family about this particular topic. So it's probably going to sound really crazy, but um, yeah, so you're, I'm kind of, you're hearing my coming out story right now. I'm coming out to you about that. that that's quite an honor actually. Um, and, so, yeah. so when, so that brings up a whole nother part for me because um, you know, we kind of talked about this, like, some people who may find themselves stuck between two genders or knowing that they're the opposite gender, that their body is, you know, how does past life regression um, help that or, or, or give them some um, peace, uh, some comfort in knowing, Hey, maybe I just didn't, you know, it wasn't a choice like people say, yeah. Well, here's the thing. We've all been male and female in past lives. That last one that I was in, I was female, mm -hmm. but I've had um, pretty much an equal number. Um, I mean, I can't say for sure, but, I, but the ones that I've remembered, I have been both male and female. So most of us have been male and female in past lives. And recently I've been doing a ton of past life regressions um, with young women and they were all men in past lives and uh, they're straight in this lifetime. But um it's the, here's the thing you we, we've all been everything right mm -hmm. and we've been all the different races mm -hmm. there may be a, a preference that we have for incarnating as masculine or feminine um, there may be certain circumstances that we have a preference for incarnating in but we have all been male or female so people may have chosen to come into um, a body in a particular gender um, and then realize that they weren't comfortable with that, that that didn't really um, fit who they were. Going deeper and deeper relaxed. Three, two, one. So deep now, so relaxed. Just letting go more and more. Go back now to your mother's womb. Be there now. What are you aware of? It's warm. So you feel the sensation of warmth? Yes. Do you feel any other sensations? Just comfort. Warm and comforting? Are you aware of any sounds? No. Do you see anything? What do you see? anything. What else are you aware of? Just I'm seeing the light. You see a light? Like reflective light. What's that? Reflective light. What color is the light? It's like 
flashing kind of light. A flashing like yellow, light? Like yellow light. A yellow flashing light? Yeah. What does that mean to you? It reminds me of getting migraines, actually. It reminds you of getting migraines? Yeah, like the aura. So it's an aura? Yeah. And what does this aura, yellow flashing light, mean? I don't know. Are you aware of anything else? Keep seeing the outline of a, of a like a, an, another baby, like an embryo or something. Like I keep seeing a X-ray kind of of the outline of a baby. What is your understanding of that X-ray? I keep thinking there's another baby in there. Huh. So there's you and another baby in there. That's what I keep seeing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's me or if that's another baby. I keep seeing an outline. Uh -huh. Yes. If you allow yourself to know, what do you know about this? another girl yeah yes and what are you aware of feeling i'm actually getting very sad and wanting to cry about it. yes it's okay let yourself feel the feelings You're just remembering. Um, just to tell our listeners kind of what happened. Um, you first asked me to go into a state of, um, well, you got me into hypnosis or mm -hmm. into a state of theta. Is that, yes. yeah. is that right? Yeah, I, I did deep relaxation with you. Also. Okay. I did, yes. And then you asked me to go to a time when I was young. Yes. And I said that it was a Christmas. I got this record player and it didn't work. And I was sad. And um, you asked my about my mom. And I said, she was really sad too. And you said, why were you sad? And I said, because I had nothing to play with. Now, yeah. fast forward afterwards, you said, I knew at that point. Yeah, because I think you said you I had no one to play with. I have to go back and listen to it. Okay. But it, it sounded like I have no one to play with. Now, I could be putting that in there. But something about you getting something, it's new and it's broken. It, I just knew it meant something. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let bigger. you continue. Mm -hmm. bigger, than, bigger than just a record player. That's right. Absolutely. So... Yeah. Then you put, then you kind of had me in utero. And when you were asking me the question, I felt like I was pausing a lot because I wasn't sure really what I was seeing. And I finally told you that I was seeing a lot of flashing lights. And to me, um, the experience is like when I get my aura from my migraines. So I, I remember seeing a lot, a lot of fresh flashing lights. And then I kept seeing like the, an ultrasound of a baby head, like of another baby like you would see on an ultrasound. And so it was very light reflective. I wasn't seeing any real images or anything. So finally, I just said, I keep seeing this, this, you know, other baby. Or and that's when I knew for sure that you had not been alone in the womb. Yeah. And so what I want to go like afterwards, I call my mother. I think I waited a couple hours, but then I call my mom. I said, okay, so this is kind of a weird question, but you know, she knows I'm doing all this and I don't think she's listened to a single podcast, but, <laughs> but I don't even know that she'd know where to, you know, hear it. But I said, okay, so do you 
think there's a possibility? You know, did you, do you know? Was there another baby in there? And she goes, well, not that I know of. They never told me anything like that. And I said, okay. And she goes, but I did have some bleeding. And I said, well, when, how pregnant were you? And she goes, well, I don't remember, but I definitely had a tummy. I had a big tummy and I was out gardening and I started bleeding and I went in and I called the neighbor who I always called my adopted grandma because she was like family and she was older than my mom. And so she called her and um, she said, well, you need to call your doctor. So she, my mom called the doctor. She went in and the doctor said, well, I think you just, you know, we're too strenuous working in the garden or whatever. And that was pretty much it. So I said, well, were there any clots? You know, was there anything that you remember? And she's like, I don't. And, and this is my mother to date, like about all this stuff. Like, when did you go through menopause? You know, when did you get your period? She remembers none of it. Wow. Yeah. So, so that happened. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, wow. Okay. And of course she asked me why. And I told her. And then as I'm telling you this, we're going back to past life regression. I'm telling you that it was actually my brother, yeah. the, the sister. It was going to be a girl. She was going to be my sister. It didn't work out. And so she came back as my brother four years later. Yes. And then I, you told, you asked me why. Um, and I said that um, he was, it was supposed to teach me that not everybody needs to be like you for you to love them. Yeah. Because my brother and I are very different and us being four years apart too, and being boy and girl, um, you know, I think that's a difference, but the other story that really rang true. And I talked about with my mother more yesterday was the fact that, um, when he was born and she's always said this, that I took to him like he was my own child. I was so ecstatic to have him. You know, Melissa, as we talk about like the situation, I don't know anything about your brother, just that you have a brother that's four years older, yeah. but what you were younger. sharing. Younger. Sorry, younger. That's what I meant. Younger. Um, but had your brother been born as your twin sister, like maybe there was like, you know, okay, I'm going to come back a girl. And then maybe they decide, no, I don't want to be um, a woman. I want to be a man. But, um, it, it, you know, and then they come back as a man or maybe they originally were going to be that. And then they didn't expect to be a man. They thought they were going to be, um, born into a female body. And so then they want to transition. So I, I don't think it's that they had a bleed over. I think it's just that, um, everybody has been both and they may come into this lifetime and just not feel comfortable in the body that they, um, that they got. Yeah. And I also wonder if there's just not, you know, there's a joke, you know, kids will go, Oh, you were in the, you were in the line for brain and you thought that God said train and you know, whatever, you know, there's mm -hmm. those little jokes, but I also just wonder if maybe there just wasn't like a complete clearing out. Like you and I talked about these kids who are able to recite, you know, all the presidents or all the States or whatever, like I, these pianist kids, you know, like some, something came over from a previous lifetime, but some of us don't have that. Yeah. Some of us, you know, just we're zeroed out and we're starting to learn, you know, like the majority we're, we're not a savant or something. Mm -hmm. Well, and if you're around uh, transgender people, a lot of transgender people are very, very evolved and intelligent um, people that have, um, pretty phenomenal brains. Um, a lot of, for example, um, male to female uh, transgender people are engineers, they fly planes, they are very spiritual. And so uh, if you look back in time at uh, what the Native Americans now called two spirits, mm -hmm. the people that were considered transgender within the Native American community were the one of some of the most revered members of their tribes before colonization. So the Wink Day in um, in Lakota, uh, among the Lakota tribes, and uh, that was the name for them. And the the Nodley in the Diné or Navajo tribes, 
they were revered. They were the they were selected to be the baby namers. They were selected to be um, the marriage counselors and those that performed um, uh, marriage ceremonies. They took the prayers of both the masculine and the feminine energy to spirit. They held the best intentions for men and women. And so they were revered before colonization. Colonization came with its uh, rules against sodomy and its views of sinners. And those people were degraded. And that's then when they, you know, um, were, were seen as, as sodomites or, you know, um, the word actually faggot comes from burning people in a bundle of, of twigs set on fire. So um, those were very revered, sacred, spiritual people that were um, oppressed and murdered uh, for being different. And so I would even um, say that that some of the transgender people and many of the transgender people in our midst are actually higher spiritual people than we're used to engaging with. And, well, but we I'm don't. Gonna, I'm mm-hmm. just going to say more highly evolved potentially. Exactly more connection to the spirit world. And when I remember watching Oprah and Dr. Eckhart Tolle and the 10 levels, you know, you come back to each life and, or, you know, you come back multiple times and, you know, are you an old spirit or a young spirit? Um, What you're saying is there's, there's some thought that maybe those are highly evolved people who have been here multiple times who are at a higher like yeah, Google the thirteenth strand because there's there's um there's a, some other uh, spiritual theories about uh, the transgender people. The thirteenth strand is one. Um, you know, we're not getting into all of this, but there are some people that um, you know, if you look at people that, that are souls that are incarnating that have spent more time on another planet. And again, we can't prove any of this. And I'm still learning about this myself. So I'm just sharing information that I've heard. I'm not saying that I believe or don't believe this, but I am curious about it. But there are some people that say, um, you know, that, that there are souls that have spent time on, on other planets and like Venus. And if you're a Venusian, you're not male or female, you're both. And see um, wow. that, you know, we try to on this planet people have to fit into a particular box male or female we don't allow people to peacefully coexist as being a blend of the genders blend of the sexes so let's let's do this if you will agree to come back and talk to us i want to talk to you more about the gender thing because i also think yeah. my son and my uh husband we were just sitting around you, you, for some reason, you keep hearing about the dinner dinner table. But <laughs> you have a very lively dinner table discussions. I, I love it. Clearly, but it, it really doesn't always ha- happen that way. But because we have a 21-year-old home and an almost 20-year-old girl, they're mm-hmm. very different. And we've been talking about these grown-up things because they're coming back as adults and sitting around the table. And, and we do have more time. So we were just talking about, you know, why it's not okay. Why even women shrug away when a man starts crying. Um, but when a girl starts crying, men want to fix it. So what is that genetic component or why socially in our society have we done that? And I found myself reflecting when Jacob said that, and, you know, as, as my son, I don't turn away from him when he's crying, but I actually am going to admit to you, I did not admit this at the time that when my husband cries, I do get really uncomfortable. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think yeah. there's something to that. And I totally want to like pick your brain. Um, but I also want to tell the listeners about my reading since Leslie brought in the whole rape thing. Um, and I did. Well, yeah, you said you said, well, I guess you brought something in and then, and Davina said, was since yeah, I ripped on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, but so let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, so I had a reading yesterday with Davina and it was, um, amazing and confusing. And after I was done, I was like, oh my gosh, did, where did that stuff come from? Three, two, one, be there now. What's happening? What do you see? I think she's 18. 
kind of wild, but in a fun way, nothing bad. How is she wild? She just likes to be around a lot of people and be kind of in the party. Where is she at? Just seems like with friends, maybe at a bar. See so if like social gathering. Uh, social gathering in a bar or something? Yeah. See if you can look down and notice what she's wearing. I feel like she's wearing like a sandal kind of shoe, like a dress shoe. Where is this bar? It's in the middle of town. Does the town have a name? Kind of where our friends hang out. I'm not even sure it's a bar if it's someone's house. Mm. But I think she meets a boy. She meets a boy there? Yeah. What's his name? Frank, I can't tell if she, that's her husband, gonna be her husband, or just a boy that she meets. Mm -hmm. And what name is she known by? Elizabeth. And what is the name of this town? Frankfurt. But... And what happens with her and Frank? She likes him. Does she tell him? I think she does. I don't think he likes her as much as she likes him. Hmm. Not, he's not good for her. How does she know he's not good for her? He's just kind of aloof and arrogant. Hmm. And what happens next? I think he rapes her. I think he rapes her. I get a strong, like he's acting super forceful. So he's forcing his, himself on her? Yeah. Where is this taking place? It's upstairs. In the house? Yeah. Or the barn? I'm physically feeling it. I'm physically feeling warm down there. Uh -huh. He's just pushing her against the wall. The finding moment for her. What happens after this happens to her? She doesn't trust. She stops trusting. But then you take me to another time in there. And I'm more like 18. And I think I said my name was Elizabeth, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't remember the Frank, if that was Frank, my husband, or Frank, this guy who ends up raping me at, at 18. Frank was the guy that raped you. Okay. So the deal there and why it was so interesting to me is, first of all, immediately I, I did see images, unlike like utero where I was just seeing lights and reflecting reflection, I actually did see images of him pushing me up on the wall, upstairs. I felt sensation in that area. And, but I wasn't, um, I was emotional. I, I cried several times during my session. I cried with the baby thing. Um, I think I cried at this time too. I, yeah. I'd have to, I don't know, but I, I remember being very emotional, but I wasn't, um, it wasn't super, like, I, I didn't have these strong emotions like I would have figured if I would have been raped. I don't know how to say this. But what I quickly came to or was able to understand is that um, because of this rape, I, was, I had protected myself and was in a loveless marriage with um, my banker husband. 
and had two kids, but it wasn't until the two kids were born that I really felt like I knew what life was supposed to be about. Yeah. Yeah. And what has come to me for full circle, I know I'm kind of skipping ahead now, is when I picked my mom, because I told you when I picked my mom, it was to help her. What has come to me is I think that I picked my mom because she was going to be in a hard marriage. And me coming to her was going to give her love and peace throughout her life instead of mm. waiting so long. Wow. So, so that's why you chose her as your mom. You wanted to support yes. her. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. So the, while the rape happened, and, and I guess, you know, if I had a moral, it was don't let something like that close you down from accepting love or giving love in the future. Um, as I've had time, you know, I've had 24 hours now mm -hmm. to sort of think on that. And I think that was, that's the message that I really get. If you look for a higher purpose in that message, it is that something like rape can just completely desecrate your life and change your life if you allow it. Or yes. you can say, Hey, you know what? It's not going to close me down from sign from finding somebody. Cause I think I told you that my husband was safe. He wasn't going to hurt me. Right. Right. You, you got with him for the wrong reasons. And while you had children with him, which were a blessing to you, you chose him for the wrong reasons. Correct. Like you chose him out of safety instead of out of uh, love. Correct. Mm -hmm. And now as an adult in this lifetime, I definitely did not do that. And that's what's been different? Because that's of kind of what's blowing my hair back. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Because and I really married this person because I had deep loving love. And oh my gosh, this is just like a whole therapy session right here. <laughs> is that um when I was about 18 in college. I started because I was really angry at my dad because he was an alcoholic from like the time I was either 10 or 12. I'm not, I don't really remember, but I think, I think it was ramping up at 10 and by 12 I knew. Um, and so I really had a distrust uh, for men and, and boys. I didn't trust them. Um, my dad never physically hurt me. He just was a mean, you know, drunk. And, and partly because I was mean to him because I wanted him to stop because I wanted him to choose me. Mm -hmm. So he just fought. Right. Um, but at like, when I went to college, I went, you know what? I'm angry. I'm, I'm mad at all men and I don't want to be like this. So I started reading all these health, uh, um, self-help books and really purposely changed my opinion on this theory that I had that all men could do this. Okay, so you you had a, a memory then come through about what happened when you were 18 in the party or the bar where there was drinking and yeah. you were raped in that past lifetime by Frank. Yeah. And then when you were 18 and you saw your dad's drinking, it was an echo of what had happened before and it made you very upset. And you started to link that, even though your dad didn't hurt you, you started to link that energy with your dad. And then it, you started to not trust men again like you hadn't in your previous lifetime. In your previous lifetime, you did not resolve that. You just married a safe guy, but you never resolved that issue. Yes. Um, yes. And then now in this lifetime, you made a choice to resolve that issue. And because you did, you are able to find and fall in love with your husband now and, and have a different experience. Yes. And I'm having a holy shit moment right now. Yeah. Isn't that great? <laughs> this, this is huge. Yeah. See, that's why past life regressions are phenomenal because you get at stuff that you just aren't going to get at with conscious therapy, but, um, or you, I mean, you'll get there eventually, but there's like, it's almost like a jump start, and, uh, you can dive, do a deeper dive and then have really powerful material to work with. Well, and then I go, okay, so I didn't know any of this until, you know, now I'm almost 50 years old. I didn't know any of this, but have I, have I just been fallen into falling, following the way I was supposed to follow my life? Like I've been following my map. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, it sounds like, you know, again, you came back to resolve some, learn some lessons that you didn't learn before. Um, and there's no harm in that. Or like, okay, now you're on to the next lesson. Or you, you know, you got a 70% on it the last time. Let's, let's try for 95 or 90. Mm -hmm. And you, you're, you're doing it now. Davina, I want people to know how to get a hold of you and how to book appointments with you. Fantastic. Thank you for asking. Um, so yeah. my website is davinakatulski.com, D-A-V-I-N-A-K-O-T-U-L-S-K-I.com. And if you go to davinakatulski.com, you'll see a button for past life progression. You can click on that. And um, you can send me an email or you can purchase a session and then send me an email and let me know that you've done that or I'll contact you once you do. And um, or if you have any questions, reach out and uh, that's how they can find me. You can also find. Oh, great question. So um, you can buy the book. It's never too late to be yourself or you can find it on Audible, uh, Amazon.com, PalsBookstore.com. BarnesandNobles.com, pretty much everywhere books are sold. If you want to support your local uh, bookseller, they can order it for you and have it shipped to you, which I also highly encourage. We want to keep our local bookstores in business, um, but it's available in Kindle, Audible, and as a paperback book. Um, and then you can also find me on YouTube if you want to watch that uh, Sky Cohen's I Tried Past Life Regression video, which is super cool. Uh, you can go to YouTube and um, you can find it there and you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. And I do post other videos um, and meditation videos up there if you want to start a meditation practice. Um, I do videos that then include meditation. So it will get you in the habit of doing your meditation practice with with an easiness that sometimes it's hard for us to get going with meditation, but this will help make it easy for you. And I want everybody that's listening to know that Melissa is here in Portland and you're, I believe in LA. Yes. I'm in Pasadena and, and where okay. are you? I'm also in Portland with, well, like us, we go by um, Melissa. We're right where pals books are actually. Um, but I wanted people to know that this was done over the phone that anybody from anywhere can be able to contact you and to book an appointment. And we don't need to do it in person. Absolutely. And in fact, with the COVID, it's probably best not to, but that anybody can reach you and get an appointment. Yes. And, and um, I should say all those uh, sessions I've been doing in the last three months um, and all of the sessions I do with people that are not in Pasadena are on zoom anyway. And, you know, okay. it, and it's a great form. It works, it works perfectly because um, instead of coming in and laying down in my office, you're able to lay down in your own home and, you know, make sure that you have space and uh, you can be more comfortable. So it, it's fantastic. I love being able to do this on zoom. So um, it's very easy. You don't need to come and be in person at all. There, it literally there's, there's, no difference except for you're probably actually more comfortable at home. Yeah. And, and I have to say from the perspective of, I didn't have a purpose necessarily. Like you said, your client on Saturday had like a list of questions, you know, I didn't go into it with that, but I have to tell you, um, my total overall feeling after doing this is yesterday I had some serious zip in my step. I felt lighter. And even today, as I reflected about my relationship with my mom, I am clearer. I, I'm clearer, I should say, on what my purpose has been and continues to be. And I'm sure I don't, I've just like hit the tip of the iceberg as to what my whole life lesson is going to be. I don't, I don't mean to say that. But I just felt some connection with a stronger connection with my mom and like what what that was meant to do. So I thank you for that. And I think that, um, you know, I, I know you have other clients with sort of big overlying issues, but I just want to say thank you that you've helped me kind of move some stuff that I didn't know needed to be moved. I want to share with you one of my go-to pieces of clothing during this stay-at-home order. I have literally been living 24-7 in shorts or leggings and, of course, my favorite sports bra. I've been wearing this sports bra since it was created, but I wanted to share with our listeners and give you a discount code. I'm so excited. I only wear handful bras, and that's handful.com. 
because they are so comfortable and easy to wear. They also flatter, not flatten if you know what I mean. They come in adorable colors and patterns so you can wear them with anything. Through the summer, I'm always in a handful. My new favorite design of theirs is the double down bra. But I have all the styles and the leggings and I love their leggings, they're wonderful. So I wanted to share with you, go to handful.com and use the code Salon Sleuths. It's spelled S-A-L-O-N-S-L-E-U-T-H-S. You're going to get 25% off any one item on their entire site, including sale items. So I encourage you, check it out. You will literally not be sorry. The adjustable bra, for those of you who may be long torsoed or long or short, whatever, you can adjust it to where you fit. Love them, love them, love them. Get yourself one. Melissa and I would like to thank you for listening today. If you'd like to book an appointment with Davina Kotolsky, you can do that on her website, which is davinakotolsky.com. D-A-V-I-N-A-K-O-T-U-L-S-K-I.com. We will also be exploring a little bit deeper in part two, and I will also be sharing with you the past life regression I had with Jillian Brown, a local hypnotherapist who's been practicing here since 2011. You can reach Jillian Brown on her website, which is JillianBrownHypnosis.com. J-I-L-L-I-A-N Brown Hypnosis.com or her phone number is 503-523-9569. Melissa and I had two totally different experiences and when you listen to part two you can kind of see the differences of the two. They were both amazing. They were both very profound but you can kind of see which one would be a better fit for you. Jillian Brown is currently offering 20% off for our listeners Just go to her website. Make sure you mention Salon Sluice if you're interested. Thank you for listening and have a great day. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.